The Weekly Driver Podcast receives support from americantrucks.com, your late model Silverado, Sierra, Ram, and F-150 online aftermarket retailer, bringing you all of the hottest parts from accessories to lift kits, from wheels to tires and winches. americantrucks.com has the knowledge and know-how to make your wildest dreams come to reality. Visit americantrucks.com for your chance to win $17,760 in upgrades for your truck. Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com and an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group. My co-host is Bruce Aldrich, and today we have a special guest, Lee Rutledge. For full disclosure, she's a personal friend. But she uh, is the owner of a very rare car, a 1956 356 Porsche Cabriolet. We just got done looking at her uh, history of this car. So welcome, Lee. We're really interested in hearing about your car. And tell us a little bit about how you got it and, and the legacy of the car. Well, I bought it in 1990, and I was a single woman. And it was in a shop in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to be restored by a gentleman who decided to sell it because of a divorce. And um, I saw an, a 3 by 5 card with, describing the car and talked to him about it. And um, I got really interested when I found it was a 56 because I was born in 1956. And it was, uh, I did want a, a Cabriolet. And I also... I didn't even know I wanted a Porsche or a 356 for certain, yes. but, but I was at an event and saw this. And, and then, of course, it occurred to me that I'm also a 356 because I was born in March of 56. And then I found out that this car, the original, the original color was aquamarine blue, and that, was my birth, that is my birthstone. Yes. So I thought, oh my goodness, this must be a meant to be, and went to Colorado, looked at the car. It was in boxes in a corner of a, of a restoration shop, but it hadn't been attended to or touched in I don't know how long. And um, I made the, turned out to be a good decision to buy it, but probably one of the silliest things a single woman could ever possibly do who knows nothing about restoring cars. But I did it. Well, Lee, when you, full disclosure again, when you mention this car each time you say it, really we're talking about a pile of parts, a rusted pile of parts. It was a rusted, very rusted pile of parts. I don't know your your family history. I don't. I mean, I know you for many years, but I don't know when you were a young girl. Did your your family into cars? No. Did your mother, father? No. So nothing like that. Oh no, they thought it was insane. <clears throat> the little they knew about. No, I, I, I don't know how I ended. Up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know how I ended up doing this. No, it was not in my blood by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, I just prior to that, I bought a little uh, MG. Mm-hmm. If you remember, sure. this little little MG I found uh, that was a complete rust bucket, and found the whole bottom of it ended up falling out on me one day, uh, which was just a ton of fun. It's a little convertible I sure. ran around in. You know, I paid a thousand bucks for it or something, and mm-hmm. ran around, and ended up selling that, which kind of got the bug in me. Yes, you know, but um, but anyway, that I just ended up doing this car and. So it you was, were planning I had no on idea what I was getting into. paying someone to correct pro- to restore uh, some reasonable amount of money correct. in a reasonable amount of time, correct. And, and it snowballed. Yes, the 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 guy in Colorado where where it was, yes. he was going to restore it for me. Yes, because that's why it was there. It was originally supposed to be, and he. So I met with him. He was going to do it, and just one thing after the other, it 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 wasn't happening, and he really didn't know. 
I learned a lot, of course. He didn't really know how to restore a 356. Yes. The bodies are different. The whole way the whole thing's built is different. And he, but he, you know, he, he tried. And then I'd be in touch with him. And I knew it was going to take, you know, a year or so. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> anyway. And then he called me. And I, you know, I ended up finding out he was busy doing other restorations and put his son to work on it. Well, as an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Well, that was... It wasn't dishonest, but it was incompetence. Yes. And it got worse and worse. And, and what really, though, finalized that deal was he called me one day and said, I'm selling the shop, moving to Idaho. Mm-hmm. So you need to come get your car. So uh, a Porsche Club friend went and got it for me, put it on the back of a truck and, and drove it back, drove, drove it to California for me. So was this when the Porsche Club sort of got into it? You got into that family well, yes. of Porsche Club yes. people? Yes, because this guy, bless his heart, Glenn Lewis, he says, I'll go get it for you, Lee. I like to drive, no mm-hmm. problem, you know. Yeah. I paid his gas and his hotel bills, and he drove it. And it got back here, went into a, uh, a friend's brother, had a shop up in Placerville, mm-hmm. and that's where it landed initially, uh, with as many parts as I had, which is probably about 90% of it. It wasn't driven um, out here. Oh, no, it was no. on a trailer. No, it was, a, a trailer. It was trailered out. Correct. Oh, yeah, this thing had, it wasn't, I have no idea when the last time it was driven far, and who knows. So, um, yeah, it ended up at there, and we worked on it for a while in search of another person to restore it, which I found. Yes. Or somebody found. A, a guy in Shingle Springs who did really turn out to be a dishonest guy. And um, I met him, and I kind of, I kind of had a weird feeling about him, but you know, what do I know? And he seemed to, sure. you know, and my friends kind of checked him out as best you could. Anyway, I ended up in Shingle Springs in a shop, and it went on and on and on. And, and the more I was in it, every time I talked to him, I did not, something was, something was hocus pocus with this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, it was there, it was there a couple of years probably. And I'd go up and see it, and he'd ha- he either hadn't done what he said he'd, he'd done, or... And then, a, and then a friend Jim was involved, and he'd call and say, "We're going to come up and look at it, but don't, um, you know, don't primer anything." So we wanted to see what the metal looked like. Well, we'd get up there and it'd be primered, mm-hmm. you know. And before we took it there, we'd put the pan in the car. Well, we get there and the pan's out. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Anyway, it was it was just one horrible thing after the other. And finally, one day, I said, "Let's just get the car out of there." So we went up with the trailer. Did not tell him we were. We were, we were going, because I really, really, he just kept calling, wanting more and more and more money, and I gave him way more than I ever should have. So, so I'm way into this thing, and um, we all decided to go up, uh, Bill, my husband Bill, and Jim, and Bob, and we get a truck, and you know, a trailer, and we go up and mm-hmm. just show up, and said, we're taking the car, and we loaded up the car, and uh, the parts were still here at a warehouse, and you know, mm-hmm. the, the, all the parts, the interior, and stuff like that. So we loaded it up, and I had an attorney friend that just wrote a letter. I mean, she was all ready to go. She just wanted me to get my car first mm-hmm. to, to try to recoup some of my money because it was actually in worse shape than, than when <laughs> wow. it went, which was unbelievable because he did things wrong. So now we had to go back and correct the little that had been done correctly had to be redone. So she sent the letter immediately, and we went back up. It was about, about approximately a week. It really wasn't longer than a week. We showed back up up there. The place was shuttered, dark, shut, yep. signed down, and he was gone. There's more to his oh, story. Oh, there's way <laughs> more, way more of that. I have no idea what happened with that guy, but I, you know, I spent a lot. I lost a lot of money, and it was pretty, 
But I really don't if know. I understand it, this is when good things begin this to happen. This is when yeah. good things happen. Yes. So we get it. We get it home, and uh, I had since you know married and had two stepdaughters, and and we're looking at their future and you know how much are we going to help with college or this or that the other. And I had a car, and he had two kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the joke to this day is which one costs more. Right, <laughs> right, I'm not right. sure, but but we, um, you know, we're, we're looking, you know. The, it's really expensive. I mean, and today's yeah. even worse than that. But even then, I was looking at fifty, sixty thousand dollars to have this thing professionally restored. Mm-hmm. I mean, today it'd be a hundred, probably a hundred. You bet. You bet. You know, but and I, we, I don't have it. I don't have that. And I, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. We can't do it. So um, Bob Cannon, who was in the club, who had helped all along, I got with him and I said, okay, help me try, try help, if you don't mind, help me figure out, am I better just selling the car? Or parting it out. Mm-hmm. So we were itemizing everything and all of this. Well, and about, I don't know, three, four days later, he calls me up. He says, can I come over and talk to you? I said, sure. She comes over. He says, we've got to save this car. There's there's 19. At the time, there were 19 of this car that you could actually, 19 of this year make and model. Wow. 19 of That's them. That's very so, rare. So, yeah. And he said, <clears throat> he said, we've got to save this car. I said, well, I, Bob, I can't. I, I mean, I, I mean, it just broke my heart. I mean, it was so, I look at some of those pictures, I almost get sick to my stomach because mm-hmm. you had this dream, you know, and it yes. was just gone. Yes. And he said, no, I don't think you know what I'm saying. I, I, he goes, I should say, I want to restore this car. I said, Bob, and he's a physician. I mean, he yes. was a full-time physician. Yes. I said, Bob, A, you don't have time. B, I, I will say it. I don't have the money to pay. He goes, oh, I'm not talking about getting paid. I want to do it. I want to do it to save the car. A labor of love. Oh, labor exactly. Of love. A labor yeah. of love. I want to do it to save this car. This right. is a rare car. I love these cars. He had done one before. Mm-hmm. He's done several now. And it was his hobby. It's the hobby Bob has. Mm-hmm. And I said, anyway, I ended up agreeing to do it. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, I can't let him do this. Well, anyway, he wouldn't take one dime. And um, he, it was there for years and years and years in his garage. And he built a garage on his property uh, through this whole process. And he did every bit of that body work on that car. Yeah. And it is absolutely perfect. Well, you know, looking absolutely at the, the great photo album that you have, when people talk about barn finds or junkers, I mean, this, this is the complete definition oh, yeah. of nothing into a very beautiful, yeah. rare car. Um, and so along that 1992, did you say? So a quarter century later, yeah. mm-hmm. how many times do you say, if you know, enough's enough, it's gone? I learned my lesson. I'm not going to do it. I mean, all for for a while, you just said this is not ever yeah, going to I mean, happen. But once it was at Bob's house, <clears throat> yes, it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Okay. Once once I got there, and that was, um, you know, and I did count. It was a 12 year, 10 month, five day restoration. <laughs> but who's counting? Who's counting? Who's counting? No, I it was it was like a long and probably ha- well half of that time was at Bob's. Yes. And, and it again, he was a full-time physician, for crying out loud. He was doing this in evenings and weekends. And he was uh, he built a garage in the meantime and all of that. So, um, But I knew when it got there it was going to happen. It was so, going to happen. So it, it was completed in, in when. And so from that point that you were able to mm-hmm. drive it until now, we also, Bruce and I also know your husband Bill very well, and he mm-hmm. also has a Porsche. So mm-hmm. you guys are a Porsche family. Yeah. And you've been to many functions through yeah. the years. You've mm-hmm. shown your car and you've... Mm-hmm. You've gotten some honors on your yeah, car and won some them. awards. Yeah, 
Yeah. Do yes. they give you a word to to the person or the car or both? Do, do you get it's like the car? I guess just the car. I never thought about uh, that. They hand it to me, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. it's the car. Right. It's not me. It's they the can't car. put the ribbon around the that, car. That's they right. have to put the ribbon <laughs> around right, right, something right, like yeah. that. So, yeah. um, it, so, so since you've had the car, mm-hmm. um, and you show it, how often are you able to? Hey, today, Bill, let's take my car. Or Bill says, hey, let's take my car. How often do you guys drive your respective Porsches? We don't drive them as, enough, as much as we should. Yeah. The, the, I will tell you about a Cabriolet. When it's 100 degrees in Sacramento, I'm not going to be out in it with yes. the top down because you fry. Yeah. And, of course, it is an old car, 56, so the back, it's difficult to see out of the car with the top up. Okay. You know, it just is. It's, yes. You know, so when you drive it, the top needs to be down. You just don't have the visibility in it without the top down. Of course, that's how you want to drive it anyway. But right. So it's sort of a uh, spring and fall car. Um, I have taken it to, um, there's there's events throughout the year that, that the Porsche Club puts on. It. It's, you know, it's, we've been over the coast in it several times and yes. shown it. Um, and I didn't ever buy I did not buy this car. I never had the intention of show. I was never into car shows or mm-hmm. showing. I mean, I go to them and sure. I enjoy it, but yes. that was never, ever my intent. I just wanted a car to drive. But then once it was done, everyone, including I don't know if you know who Ted Blake is in town, but he's restored Porsches over for years. And I mean, he restores them. He wants you to go to all these concours and win all these awards because yes. it's like a pedigree. I'm like, yes. what? <laughs> I mean, I didn't get any of this. So right. he says, no, Lee, you've got to, you know, you've got to really show this car. You've got to, and I did, and it won, it's won every time. And I, there is a funny story, because when, through this process, Bob Cannon was so focused on the gaps on the car. I'm like, who cares? Right, right, and right. Who, who cares? No, Lee, you know, you really, and he measured every gap in that car with the sphincter dilator. Because he's a, whatever that is, well, well he, I don't. I don't want to know what it is, but I know what it is. I think it was a pediatric one because yeah. he's a pediatric. I think it. I think he was an endocrinologist, but yeah. anyway, a very, very good one, by the way. Yes. But anyway, um, and he had the tool in his garage, and he measured every gap. Well, the joke. Well, and I used to give him rations of grief about Bob. Get over the gaps. Can we just get the car done? Yeah, kidding him. The first car, the second car show, I went to Shriners first, and I drove it to a Concours up in Chico, which is all kinds of cars. Yes. And beautiful cars in my class. I mean, killer. There was a Jaguar that just was, oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, it was this big deal, and I don't know anything. So we, the cars, and I drove it. I was mm-hmm. the only one that drove my car up there. Everybody, tra- the, everybody trailers. You get the award uh, just for you that. Know, yeah. come on. I'm driving the car. So I drove the car. All the coins. trailers were coming in. I'm like, yeah. this is a big deal. Well, anyway. Um, when the whole thing happened and I ended up winning, mm-hmm. which the guy driving the Jag wouldn't even look at me. <laughs> wouldn't look at me. There was another 356 there who got third. I know him very well. He's a good friend. He'd won everything until that day. And wow. he wouldn't talk to me. Which was, cars were talking about. <laughs> which was an interesting thing for me. I'm like, you guys really? I mean... It's a car. I mean, I was thrilled yeah. to win, sure, but sure. you're not going to talk to me because my car. Be- well, I, I and I noticed Bob Cannon standing way across, yeah. watching. He must have been thrilled as well. Oh, and so. he's very—he doesn't show emotion. He no, to stand there. He's got the biggest. He's a very humble his, fellow. Oh, and- very. And he—he's just like you know, it was his car that won. And really, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. And but I'll never forget. I saw the judge. A judge came around, and I said, I just. I, you know, you don't know the history of this car, but I can't believe this, and I can't believe it won, and this is so awesome. 
I swear to God, he looked right at me and said, ma'am. Ma'am. I'm not kidding. Ma'am. He said, those are the best gaps I've ever seen in my entire life. There you go. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I of love all that. the judging I've ever done, these are the best gaps I've ever uh, I looked across the <laughs> way at Bob Kidd. I said, I busted up laughing. I ran straight to him. That's and I said, great. you are not going to believe what this judge said. Anyway, that was my best story ever. That, that's good. But, you know, if you have a we, – Bruce and I have been and Bill's been and you've been to – different concours over the years and, and you see a car and everybody's got a great story so if you've had this car for a long time that's the, probably the best story but mm-hmm. are there other occasions where people see, see that car and say you know my I think my dad here or my grandfather oh, or so oh, you get oh, all kinds of stuff oh, so everybody used to own one or their brother did or somebody did or, yeah you know what's cool about it though it is an aquamarine metallic aquamarine which yeah. is a beautiful color yes the original color of the interior was red and I decided not to go back with red mm-hmm um, I actually went to Napa and picked out my leather because I knew exactly the color I wanted. And it's sure. a taupe. It's a taupe. Just like a Bentley driver would do. Huh? Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know that either. But yeah. I went to House of Hides in Napa and picked House out House of my Hides. Leather. Yeah, with Bob Cannon with, with me, and we bought it all, and then it went off to get sure. you know, done. Well, anyway, so um, what's kind of fun is because um, the steering wheel's in ivory, which is original, mm-hmm. the buttons are ivory. And the horn button was a, the one that came. It was with was a was a normal kind of Porsche horn button. But correct for that year was a horn button that's a, a Greek woman. It's the really? profile of a Greek woman, um, a Greek goddess. Mm-hmm. And um, Bob Cannon found one of those horn buttons somewhere years ago and bought it. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Lee, we got to do this." I said, "Oh my God, it was so cool!" And of course, me being a woman and all mm-hmm. that. Sure. Being a Greek goddess yourself. Oh, yeah, exactly. Being the Greek goddess that I am. I had to say that. (laughs) Well, we put this horn button on, and people go crazy. Women go ape cock off of this thing. That's great. I mean, no, it is so cool. The fun part about the the shows is when I'm sitting there is women go crazy. Men love the car, too, but women, it's the color scheme or something, and they they just love it. One of the best, or the... One of the funnest wins for mm-hmm. me was, first of all, I always prefer people's choice. I mean, yeah. you know, the white glove and all this mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, I drive my car, number one, and it, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's fine, but I just like that people like it. Sure. That, that's what's fun. Sure. But years ago, we had a big show up at Squad Alley, and mm-hmm. it was there. And there were two, it was a People's Choice Award, and which, I, I mean, there, there were 350 cars in my car one. And then I was like, whoa, at this banquet dinner, they announced it. But then what was even cooler than that almost was they took all the employees. It was at the inn, at the resort of Squaw Creek. Yes. They had, they had all the employees go out and uh, look at And they voted on what their favorite car was, mm-hmm. and it was my car. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, that was like, I said, that is, they know nothing about. signing autographs? About, no. Signing autographs? But I'm like, real. And it was just, and again, it's not, I mean, I didn't do this. Sure. You know. Bob Cannon and everybody in that Porsche club put this car together. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote checks. <laughs> but the, the attention but, to detail that yeah. these guys put into this yeah. car is amazing. It, it's down to it's, the horn button. Everything. Everything. Oh, oh there's a little and, badge and, on it that said the. You know, it, I've got a red tip on the antenna that was this big deal that you could do back then. Yes. It's just so here's this car with those little red. T- I mean, people sure. are really into this. They go, look at the red tip on the. I mean, there's just crazy little details to it. So you mentioned earlier that there were 19. Would yours be the 20th? And, and since that time, have you discovered that there were more? No, Anything I've not discovered okay. more. Okay. Uh-uh. So you, uh-uh. as far as you know, there Well, and I don't even know if, I don't even know for sure whether mine would make it 20 or mm-hmm. if mine was actually a known 
a known car. I you see. know, if I it see. was included in the nineteen. Yeah. There's now I can't remember the name of the guy who writes all those books, but he's um there's a huge three fifty six guy. His name just blew out of my head. But he's the one that tracks, you know, how many are still accountable, you know, that you can find. Now I should know yeah. this and I, I won't say the location, but do you have Bill's car and your car at your home? Yes. Okay, yeah. okay. And Bill's car came to be because mine was taking so long to restore. Yeah. We had a friend who since passed away, but he was selling his car. He, he was losing his vision and mm -hmm. decided to sell the car. And Bill and I looked at each other, and it's a 63 coupe mm -hmm. and a driver. Very, yes. very nice driver. But yes. well, and we've painted it, and we've redone the interior and done some stuff. But, but Bill and I looked at each other and said, okay, we never, all these meetings we go to, all of these car shows, we were never in a car. Right. We were in a normal car. Right. And um, we said, let's buy, our intention was to buy it. I mean, it was yellow with big brown spots when we bought yes. it. Yes. Was to drive it and sell it once mine was once mine was done. I see. And he named it Yellowbird, which we've kept it as Yellowbird. Mm -hmm. and, but we fell in love with that car. And mm -hmm. we painted it, and we keep it, and it is. And old Yellowbird actually is a, little more than just a daily driver type yeah. car. It yeah. is a. Oh, it's a nice it's car. Not, well, it's not. We'll say no, concourse it, no. like yours, no. but it's but it's, it's a nice. very nice it's, car. It's a, it's a nice. Have car. you ever yeah. gone on a yeah. vacation or a getaway day or whatever when you both drive individual no, cars? No, and, and I've said to Bill <laughs> yesterday we went out for a drive. Yeah. But mine was leaking a little gas, so I actually said to him, maybe we should just each drive a car. Let's just go and follow each other around, you know, and get them both out. We should do that sometimes. We should do yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. So what yeah. are these cars like to drive? I know back in, you know, 56 or his 63, mm -hmm. uh, they were like luxury um, sports mm -hmm. cars in mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. But uh, the it's handling, line, performance, yeah. what, what do you, compared to your... You know, whatever you drive today, <laughs> how, how would you call it? Compared to a real car? Yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun to drive. You know, and I did, you know, I did, I didn't ever grow up driving fancy cars, but I did grow up driving a stick shift. And um, I love driving a stick. Mm -hmm. I just think it's, it's just. It's driving. It, yeah, it's, it's just it's a ton of fun. And, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have, if we bought a new Porsche today, I guess you can still buy them with sticks. But, I, you know, the Tiptronic stuff, to mm -hmm. me, it's like, whatever. I don't mm -hmm. want to be shifting gears. But um, it's just fun. It's not, it's not some high-performance car, that's for sure. No. And, in fact, when mine was first done, there was a little bit of a, 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 a leeway, I don't know what the word is. Of play in the wheel play, or something? Play in the wheel. That I had to be like to hear before it would even start. That really bothered me. You know, I can so, imagine. Oh, it was yeah. really weird. And so we had to go into the, the um, steering wheel box and something was done and, mm -hmm. you know, sure. whatever. And, and it made all the difference because it was squirrely feeling until that, until that got correct. Are the brakes up to today's standards no, or are they no, 50, no. 56 standards? 56 standards. Yeah. Which is a little, yeah. little off compared to you, today's you cars. You need a lot of room between you and the car. <laughs> and what really makes you nervous, of course, is when somebody's on your tail. Those you big, know? huge oh. taillights you got, huh? Yeah, About right, right. Those. <laughs> my beehive, yeah. my <laughs> beehive taillights, and they're that, the glass is really dark. I have a little... Um, a little thing that's in my grill that lights up. Oh, a third light. You yeah, a third light. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, a better something has come out that I'm probably going to put on because that's scary. And the headlights are a little weak. The head <clears throat> headlights are weak. Yeah. This is six volt. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes if you're. You don't I, drive it at night either. No. <laughs> no, you just don't drive it at night. If I'm walking in East Sacramento or anywhere, and sometimes you'll see not even a great car, but some car, and somebody will put a card 
their business card or whatever, you want to sell this car, mm -hmm. please let me know. Mm -hmm. And it could be a terrible car, but somebody's interested in it. Mm -hmm. So have you had people approach you to I have had buy some the car? People, I have had some people. I've never, I've just said, you know, it's just not for sale. Yes. But I had a con guy contact me from Germany about a year and a half ago, maybe two years now. Yeah, wow. He heard about the car through um, another friend had sold a car to a guy that took it back to Germany. Mm -hmm. And he got my name through somehow that, mm -hmm. and um, he's just right outside Stuttgart, and so and I like. You wanted to take it home, huh? I thought I, I mean, for about a second, I thought about. It. I thought I'm just I can't I can't get rid of this car. And and I wouldn't be specific, but he was offering. He didn't a, offer any money. He didn't offer any. It never came for, to price. I never gotcha. I never even got there. I don't think I even wanted to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you but, think it's worth? Do you know? Have you ever tried to value it? Um. Well, my philosophy is it doesn't matter if you're not selling it. That's not there you go. Sale. There you go. Kind of like Good real, answer. Kind of like real estate. But there have been a lot of people tell me what they think it's worth. And even when we insure it, um, the uh, now I, I can't remember anything today, the name of our insurance, Haggerty. Mm -hmm. But they, you know, we want to keep it pretty close to what it's worth. And, I mean, they have it way over two now. Mm-hmm. Which is just that makes you feel good, even if you're not well, going to sell does, it. It does, and it doesn't. It, it's kind of weird because, I mean, honest to God, for me, it's like the the more it's worth, the more nervous I am driving it. That's true. That's true. You know, and yeah. I, I haven't I'm thought just about kind that. Of a freak, yeah. You know, I mean, I you know, you're already nervous about you, you, the downside. All of it. And it's not to be negative. It's a beautiful car, but you go park it somewhere. You got to be looking at it. I Absolutely. mean, people will, you know, they'll whack it. They'll this. Mm -hmm. I mean. My brand new normal car, somebody just got a lot of joy out of keying the entire thing uh, within a week of me buying it. So, I mean, I worry about that. Somebody drives by and goes, oh, this guy's got a whatever and key the thing. We had, you we did had get a, a little parking lot ding one time, yeah, didn't you? And it got one fixed, of the fenders. Yeah, yeah. And they were able to yeah, fix pop, it. it. Bertolucci just popped that sucker Pop it right out, out without it having to repaint. Somebody, somebody did whack it. Bill. Bill was driving it and I wasn't with him. Mm. You should have seen him. <laughs> I pulled back into town. I was in a meeting. He, the, he picks me like up. like a ghost. Says, Lee, I've got, I've got to talk to you. She said, I thought somebody had died, for God's sake. I said, what? And he told me. And it, it thank God, I mean, we rolled it over to... The guy at Bertolucci's, mm -hmm. I can't remember his name, but he popped that sucker right out. He couldn't even, because if you have to repaint it, you're repainting the whole car. Right. I mean, you're not going to be able to match that. You, you just, if it you want to do it right. A, it really is a nice color, and I don't yeah. think you'd ever believe in a million years that that was a stock color. And you know where I, how I matched it? Underneath the little, it's not called a VIN, but the mm -hmm. little plate inside the door. Yes. In, I, when that came off, there was the a color square was inch oh, man. of the original color. And it took, I, we, we, Bob Cannon and I went to get paint for it and we went to a shop somewhere here, he did, and he kept bringing these samples back and I, and I knew what that color was. Mm -hmm. For some reason I had an eye for that, kind of like I did the interior, I just, mm -hmm. but Bob is not right, there's too mm -hmm. much gray in that, yeah, there's yeah, too much yeah. this, so there's too much, and we finally, finally it nailed it. I said, that's it, that's the color. right, that's the color. And so that's how we, so anyway, it, but off that little square inch of, of original paint. I can understand. I, we have a mutual friend who's uh, passed away, but he would drive his car. They would always go to Carmel, mm -hmm. and they would stay at one particular hotel, but he wouldn't drive his car there unless the hotel proprietor came out and two, put two pieces of wood because the lip of the driveway would oh, scrape the bottom sure. of his car. So yeah. 
by oh, what you're yeah. saying, to be if, if you were in a coffee shop, that car would have to be right in front. You'd be looking out the main window, looking at yeah. it. So I completely you're understand. Nervous about it. And his car wasn't anywhere near as valuable as yours, but yeah. no, the, it makes you ner- it makes you nervous. Yeah. If there's a group of us that drive, I feel much better, and I surround myself with people in a parking lot. Yes. You know, you get a bunch of other, and then it would only be somebody being a jerk and keying things or something. But somebody's not going to hit it, probably. Do you drive it? Does it have a bra on it when you yeah, drive? Yeah, yeah, we put a bra that, on it for we the rock the teams. Road. Yeah, yeah, we get we put a bra on it. We had the bra and everything yesterday, and then you know, a little little gas leak. So, so Bill, your husband is going to take mm-hmm. care of the gas leak today. He's, he told I, us. I think so. That's what his. Well, he better. He better listening, Bill. He's, char- <laughs> <laughs> he's charged to do that today. We'll see if he can get that done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we'd like to thank our guest Lee Rutledge very much to talk about her, one of. As far as we know, one of 19 or 20 cars that exist, mm-hmm. and uh, I've yet to see the car other than the pictures, which are fantastic. So I'm going to invite myself Absolutely. to your house someday. Absolutely. Um, my name again is James Rea. I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com. Please come and visit our website where you can download our podcasts on any of the major download um, apps that are out there. Thanks to Bruce Aldrich. Thanks again to our friend Lee Rutledge, and we'll talk to you next week. The Weekly Driver podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com, your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today for your chance to win a 2018 Mustang RTR Spec 3.